Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. I'm joined by SEO manager Rob Ramirez, director of training Mindy Weinstein, Virginia Nassi, content manager, and community manager Christy Kellogg. Boy, there's always so much to talk about in our industry. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about video optimization. Uh, it's not enough to just have videos. You have to optimize them. So we're going to get into that for the SEO benefit. Uh, but that'll be a little bit later in the second half of the show. Uh, right now we're going to start talking about a patent that was recently granted to Google. Um, and it really has to do with knowledge panels. So... There is an issue here. Uh, I think everybody ought to pay attention. So let's talk a little bit about that patent. Now, Bill Slosky at SEO by the Sea recently posted his analysis of the patent. That, like I said, was granted to Google. And as a lot of you know, Bill is very well known for analyzing the patents that Google has been granted and giving his um, take on it. So this particular patent was filed February 5th, 2013. It was granted August 4th, 2015. It's titled Scoring Images Related to Entities. And basically, it describes how Google will use their algorithm to identify which high-authority images to show when entities are searched. Now, part of that process, and we're going to talk about it in um, the next several minutes, but part of it includes identifying the image using a quality score for the page that contains that image and ultimately generating an image score. So it's really interesting, too, that part of this patent talks about quality score of the page and how that's factored in. So just as a quote from Bill's article, uh, click logs and query logs may be used to identify images about entities with images that have been clicked upon a lot in an image search for an entity possibly scoring higher than other images for that entity. And the quality score for that page that the image is found upon could be based in part upon the number and quality of links pointing to that page. So that was, like I said, directly from his article. Uh, Bruce, I know you have some thoughts on this matter and love to hear them. Yeah, the uh, quality score is not a new concept. It's been around for quite some time. Um, Pay-per-click has been playing with it. Uh, And part of it technically might be related to how we figure out what a page rank might be, voting system, the democratic system out there on the web. Uh, The people link to you because you've earned that link. Uh, And it's a form of testimonial. uh, It's a vote, basically. People vote for you. What this seems to be is something quite similar to that, that what is described as quality score may very well be uh, maybe related even to the EAT concept, expertness, authority, and trust, and maybe maintenance of a website that if what you do is have a site that is high authority, considered an expert, is trusted, uh, that that inherently affects something bigger than just page rank, that it is, in fact, 
uh, a quality score, if you will, for that page. And if that page refers to an image, uh, just the reference of the image, not necessarily a link, but I guess an image tag is a link to a remote image, that particular image use uh, would constitute a high-quality page voting for that image. And if enough high-quality pages voted for the very same image, I could see how that image could perform better than Billy Bob's site that links to some beat-up image. Um, how, how do you do it? Yeah, and that's an important distinction because it's important to note that Google clearly can identify the substance of an image. Uh, reverse image search is a thing. You can um, drop an image file into uh, Google search results, and it will find everywhere on the Internet that that image appears. And it's actually kind of a cool feature that uh, we use all the time. But, but clearly, the uniqueness of images... Um, can be identified. Uh, that's why we think that it contributes to quality score overall. Um, that's why you don't go out and just grab images from uh, other websites. Um, it is always better to have a totally unique image that you generated yourself. Um, but clearly Google has a very uh, a very real need to identify the best of the images. And the, the best way to do that is to find the highest quality page and, and assume that that is uh, the image, uh, the most quality image in this case. I, th I think that goes a little bit further. The patent actually appears to state that there is, for normal purposes, not just pay-per-click, a fabricated quality score for the value of a page. Now, sure. we, certainly we've speculated they've had one for a long time, and it might be page rank, and it might be this, and it might be that, and any number of things, and Google hasn't told us what that is. The algorithm kind of uses it to figure out what should rank, but that's different from Google actually using in a patent a statement that there is a quality score about a page. Absolutely. Yeah, outside of pay-per-click, right, which is where we would typically think of quality score. But uh, clearly with Panda, uh, with the Phantom update and these types of updates that are clearly geared towards judging the quality of a page and of a site overall, um, there's no doubt that individual pages have quality score, have some kind of metric attached to them, uh, and it's, it's the reason uh, – a lot of instances uh, why they don't rank as well as they could. Um, a major initiative that we take on for all of our clients is improving the quality of the site across all of the pages on that site. Uh, we have to assume that there is some kind of filtering, uh, not necessarily a penalization, but certainly the algorithm judging the quality of the page that they landed on. Uh, so it's our job to make sure that we put our best foot forward for our clients uh, and make sure that all of the elements are in place, including high quality images, engagement objects, um, no duplication, uh, no keyword stuffing. I mean, all of the things that you would ordinarily consider when you're thinking about a site um, that might uh, be in the panda world, I guess we would call it previously. Um, clearly, Google's purpose is to roll Panda into the algorithm, and I think so much of these quality factors now are cooked into the algorithm, and they're judged in real time. Uh, that's why it's important to uh, always look at a page through that lens. Now, one thing I want to add, okay, so going on the quality note and talking about pages, you know, uh, 
My start in SEO was on the content side, and the company I was working for at the time, we were producing a lot of content. It was more of an issue of, you know, here's your quota, here's how many articles you have to have posted, here's the broad subject matter, and I don't think that was uncommon. I mean, that still goes on today, and so a lot of people get into that mode of just create pages, just create pages, versus... You know, what's the real purpose of this page? Are we offering something that's new and relevant? Are we really, truly an expert on this topic? We don't want to have content, and this was a problem I used to see, or content that was just basically taking something that was already posted somewhere else and kind of just rewording it. You know, it's a little bit different, but it wasn't, it didn't offer much. And so I think in addition to what you're talking about with quality, you know, you have to have engagement objects, the high, um, you know, the high quality images on there. But you also need to provide something that has meat to it. And I think that's where some people go wrong is they just get into that mode of I got to create content without thinking about, again, the meat behind it. And truly, what am I, what am I kind of information am I giving to someone? Is it helpful? Is it useful? Is it valuable? And it's a higher standard, as we know, with um, your money, your life, too. Sure. The, the meat is where you look at eat. <laughs> that's just a part to me. And then I kind of thought, had another thought about images. Um, recently, I've been kind of working on a, an ORM almost project where it's like, okay, so there's some images of Bruce on the web, and I don't know if this is a little too personal, Bruce, <laughs> but there's an image of you that's a little outdated, and yet it's the, the, the picture of you that everyone seems to use when they want to post an interview with you or anything like that. So I've been reaching out to to these um, places where this image is prominently posted, the top ranking um, image search results, and saying, hi, can you replace this image? Here's a, here's a new updated headshot. And um, and people are, are very um, happy to help replace it, but I get a little bit nervous because they don't take down the old one from their server. So that URL where the image exists still exists, but that page that's linking to and calling that image source is now our updated one. So I've had to, we're still kind of watching it all pan out and see if if these images come down from the image search results. But I'm encouraged by this study that says that unless the page is linking to it, unless that quality score value is going to that image, then then it, sh- it should come down. Sure. And we, we've had experience uh, in dealing with our clients uh, a lot of times in influencing uh, things that appear in the knowledge uh, panel. Um, I can think of one instance just recently that we resolved where a logo, an old logo, outdated logo, was showing up for a client of ours. Uh, and it was simply a matter of featuring the proper logo on our website, which was the authority site for the object, marking it up with schema, because Google does allow you now to put schema markup, attach it to the organization, and label it as the proper logo. And it took about a month, but it did get swapped out because we gave the clear signal that this is the logo we want used, this is exactly what you should show in knowledge panel results, and Google took the hint pretty quickly. They were holding on to an old logo, who knows why, but we were able to definitely give them the proper signals to make sure that the proper image started showing up where we wanted it to. Um, So Google is clearly paying attention to these types of things. Uh, It is simply a matter of, uh, you know, doing the right things on the page, Um, and if you are an authority site... Uh, you certainly have more of an uh, opportunity to influence things. Rob, those are good points, but I want to go back to Virginia's comments. Are you saying... (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you saying I've aged in the last dozen years or so? Uh, I don't. I don't want to actually go there too too much. I just. Yeah, but there are images, and it isn't just me. I mean, there's a lot of images of a lot of things that once they are out there, if at that particular moment something happened and everybody started commenting on it, it could be almost anything. That image sort of gets cemented into image search. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the problems that Google has with uh, even their answer boxes, right? Uh, and And assuming that the... Highest authority sites, based on uh, these factors, are always giving accurate data. Um, we've seen answer boxes that are just incorrect, uh, and, and there's it's because it's an algorithmic process. There's no one here checking this stuff, um, and they're assuming that the highest authority sites are always going to have the best data. It's not always the case, but yeah, if, if everyone on the internet said one plus one equals two, eventually Google would probably pick it up. And I mean, one plus one equals three. Um, <laughs> Google would eventually pick it up and say it's it's the gospel truth. So uh, it's a problem that they need to figure out. Um, but uh, clearly, this is one. Step Step in that direction using, uh, like you were saying, votes from clicks um, is a big way of, of kind of uh, identifying what is the best image. So thank you, Bill Slosky, for reporting on this latest patent. As always, your work is appreciated in the industry. And basically it comes down expertise, authority, and trust to maybe affect a quality score of a page and an image. Um, all right, we're going to pay attention to... Uh, Another topic after this quick break. Stay tuned for more optimization tips on making your video stand out in search results. More SEM Synergy is coming up. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. 
The Hoff also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoff offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoff.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie, and we have some video optimization info to go over in this segment. There was a great um, Search Engine Land article recently that kind of revisited some SEO video best practices and um, we know that video is a great engagement object so make sure that people are able to find them by doing the SEO work. Um, Here's a quick rundown of the points. Video integration. The presence of video itself affects the most important ranking factor which is content. You're going to want to keyword label your videos just like with images and graphics. A video transcript is an important way to signal to the search engines what the content of the video is about. The video sitemap, of course, feed it straight to the spiders. Hosting your video on YouTube, because of course YouTube is the second largest search engine. Um, Optimizing videos for load time, make sure that uh, page performance is up to speed with a nice compressed video. Um, Backlinks from your YouTube video. And, of course, social signals, which um, can be a hard thing to track down, but are very important. Um, So at Bruce Clay Inc., we've been experimenting with video a little bit more. Um, I'm going to ask Christy kind of what was the driving factor and the idea that um, sparked our latest tests in video. Sure. So we know that video is important, and we always know that, Um, but it was brought to our attention again because um, in a Twitter chat, someone answered a question with a video clip instead of text. And it was just a short video clip, like 15 or 20 seconds, but oh my goodness, people retweeted it like crazy, and they commented, and like everybody loved it. And so that brought to my mind again that, hey, people really like videos, and we should like experiment more. So we talked it over in the content department, and we decided to identify some of our top evergreen pieces of content that we think are really useful to people. And we've been making little clips just on our iPhones. It's not hard. It takes like 10 or 15 minutes to put together a video. And that's like the whole thing, thinking of it, filming it, getting it on your computer. Um, And so we've been testing that. We've made three so far and we've shared two. And we're going to keep trying it. And the goal for us is just to keep it really short um, and engaging. So that's what we've been doing in a nutshell. What I think is really interesting about video, and I love that we're doing that. I think that's a great engagement object, too, that, you know, everyone learns a little differently. Everyone, certain things catch people's attention, and there are certain people that they want to see videos. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention, at a conference in the spring, so this year, 2015, there was a couple presentations on, you know, what's new in SEO. And believe it or not, like, a common item mentioned were videos. And at the time, I was like, well, that's interesting because videos have been around for a while. It's nothing new under the sun. 
But I really think it's how you do videos. And that's kind of what they're trying to emphasize is it's one thing to do videos, but you have to make them engaging as you're just describing. You make them short, but then you have to do the SEO work behind it too, because you actually want them to be found. So I think that's the extra step. Not everyone knows how to do videos. They know that you're supposed to, and they don't know really where to take it from there. But I think video is one of those things that has a conversion aspect. So, you know, someone's going to look at it. They trust you when they watch the video. Plus Google just, loves videos too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, we know they have the ability to transcribe videos, right? That's a YouTube function and Google owns YouTube. So you have to figure that they have that built into their algorithm. We haven't seen that video content influences search dramatically. Um, not as much as content on a page would. Uh, so it's always important when you do transcribe videos and put the transcripts on a page, which is a way to get extra content on a page, by the way. Um, it definitely is is something that we've utilized in the past that does work. Uh, but it's important that the topic of the video matches your keyword targets for the landing page. If they're a little bit off topic, you run the risk of adding a whole lot of content when you add the transcript that doesn't really hit the mark when it comes to the, the keywords you're trying to rank for. Uh, so you can get into trouble. You need to be careful when you do that type of thing. But transcripts are a great, great way to get extra content on the page. Um, obviously, you you know if you're careful about how you script the content and actually include keywords uh, conversationally um, in the narration, uh, you have a much better chance of improving the, the keyword density of the page overall. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be spammy about it, but there there's definite benefits there. Um, one of the things that Google changed, and really not even recently anymore, it must have been over a year ago, was was taking away the thumbnails from videos uh, on pages. Um, there used to be a lot more, obviously, thumbnails appearing in SERPs. Um, it was a tactic that a lot of uh, um, SEO consultants were advising their clients to use to get an extra um, enhancement on the SERP, right? That thumbnail uh, drew the eye, uh, would result in clicks in a lot of instances. Um, but Google kind of shut the door there. They really don't reward that thumbnail any longer unless you are a site that all you do is video or at the very least have a substantial amount of video content on your site. So it's reserved for the YouTubes, the Vimeo of the world to, to get those thumbnails. Uh, once in a while, you'll see it on recipe sites and some of these other sites that are really heavy into video, but uh, it's usually harder for the smaller business, mid-sized business to get the same result. Um, that's why it's important to mark up your meta titles and descriptions. Let folks know that there's a video on the page if they click through because they're not going to get that visual cue anymore. So we've taken to putting video uh, you know, in the title, the meta title of the page, certainly featured in the description that if you click here, you're going to be able to view a video about the topic. Um, and that does help with click-through rate a little bit. And obviously, the, the video itself has to be high quality once you get on the page. You want to make sure that it's well lit, not uh, shaky. You know, the audio sounds good, um, especially if you're uh, someone like an attorney trying to make a video. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen really horrible videos from attorneys. It really does more harm than good, in my opinion, because it just casts you in a, in a poor light. Um, it's worth spending the money to have uh, kind of a professional studio look. It doesn't cost as much as you would think it does, but it makes a huge difference for the final product. There's actually an article I remember we looked at in the content department. I don't remember 
who published it, but I'm sure you could Google it. You could make a whole lighting setup for $100 using light bulbs and things from a hardware store. And they showed the quality of the video. And it was amazing. You would never know it wasn't in like a real studio. Sure. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, the phones these days, the, the megapixels and the resolution is really sharp and crisp. Um, they sell... Um, easels or you know stands that are static that'll prevent the shaky hand syndrome um and yeah you can definitely on the cheap make a really professional looking video uh but it's important to get things right especially when it comes to sound visual lighting all of that kind of stuff it's worth the effort what we did last week when we were making some of our social videos, because we don't have a studio, um, we just found a giant window that had light like just flooding in, and um, we did the best we could, and it came out fine. So just be mindful of all those things. I think there's a time and a place for high production, too, versus, you know, phone video. And so for these quick, um, quick social media videos um it's okay to have a very personal feel because that was our goal right like just to kind of speak to people in a personal way and say we really think this might help so um we also learned a couple other things so far in our tests with these videos um on twitter when you upload a video you don't get to pick a thumbnail at all so it's just whatever the first frame is so, yeah, make and sure that it's very interesting, whatever you start with. That was super frustrating because we had a door as the first part of this one video. And I tried everything I could to change the thumbnail. And I ended up having to upload it to YouTube so I could change the thumbnail, which really shouldn't have had to have happened at all. But next time we won't start with a door. <laughs> and also, um, because we're testing, I think you know it's important to know exactly what's going to tell you if you're being successful. And so for us, that's shares. Um, if more people are sharing the tweet that contains the link to the article that we're talking about, then that's, well, no, so. Interesting. Well, one thing I want to add, and it was something you said earlier, Rob, about the transcripts, because this is something that comes up in training quite often, that people say, I mentioned to them, you know what, the transcript's important, you know, it has to be aligned with your themes, and you need to use keywords, even with what you're saying in the video. And I... Every time I get the look of confusion of how do you, what do you mean? Like I have to just say keywords. But what I explain is, you know what, when you talk, especially when you're talking in a video, a lot of people get nervous and they start using it, them, they. That's the area where, you know what, you put in the keyword instead. You know, if you're talking about sunglasses, don't refer to them as <laughs> them as I just did. <laughs> refer to that product as sunglasses. And I even rec have recommended to people, you know, if you have to actually script it out and practice it so you know what you should say, do it. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a script you're reading from or that you have to have a teleprompter, but practice it and that helps you naturally say the keyword. So I just want to make sure that, because again, that's something that comes up a lot in training, that it's possible. Very important to video SEO. <laughs> no, I'm afraid again. So, you know, obviously one of the objects of uh, objectives of including video on your page is to increase time on site. I mean, those are classic kind of, um, you know, get your bounce rate a little bit better, get people to spend more time on the site, hopefully inspire them to click through to other content, other video content, other accompanying pages to get more information. Frame yourself as an expert um, is another, you know, important one. Uh, you got to be careful with how you do it, though. It, it needs to be presented 
it in the proper way. Uh, never do the autoplay. I can't tell you how many times I've had headphones on in the middle of the night and I go to a page and blaring through the speakers comes this voice, right? And it's it's really disruptive. It bugs me to no end. So um, you you do need to use a little bit of common sense, like with all things. Uh, when you when you set these things up, make sure that you're always thinking of the user experience first and foremost. Um, I would never recommend creating a whole video campaign with the goal being to increase your rankings in SEO. It is uh, something you do on top of the other initiatives that you're working with uh, because it's just not that large a ranking factor at this point. Uh, it may be in the future. Uh, and I'm sure if Google does turn up that dial, uh, the video industry will get quite a boom from it. But for now, anyways, uh, it, is, it is strictly user experience, in my opinion. Uh, it can improve things, especially with the transcripts being on the page. Uh, but uh, think mainly of your users. Make sure you're putting good content out there. So the bottom line is if you're not creating videos and optimizing them, you're missing out. It's something you need to make sure is a part of your digital marketing campaign. We've reached the end of our show for today, and we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We encourage you to check out our blog on bruceclay.com slash blog. Tell us what you thought of the show today by reviewing the podcast on iTunes. Go to semsynergy.com slash iTunes. Be sure to join us next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.